Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. One, two, tres, cuatro. You're listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we'll be hearing comments from listeners and some Desert Island jukebox picks from our guests. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. We're also sharing a new batch of buried treasures. Great music flying under the mainstream radar. We love buried treasures, Greg. <laughs> yes, you know, we do. You know, I mean, uh, uh, people always ask, how do you uh, cull your treasures? And, and we get emails from artists we get emails from their publicists some labels uh we see things on social media we always have this list i i think i had about 150 to cull down <laughs> to six and i was i was sad i couldn't do uh, three times that i think both of us in this episode are still uh, back on episode 845 uh getting away songs for vacation <laughs> because right. there's a there's a kind of sunny escapist lilt yeah uh, that's true some of it for sure for some of it not all and of it definitely uh d- taking some it. trips uh, around uh different continents right we're I'm, not we're not sticking around in chicago or uh, we're moving around the world i am moving around the world i am on a world tour and i'm gonna start with a neil soul septet from of all places uh norway i didn't know there was neo soul <laughs> music in uh, in norway Fi. F-I-E-H. Uh, I was trying to look up a uh, pronouncer, and uh, but that's as close as I can come. Fi is a uh, seven-piece uh, band from Norway, uh, complete with horns, you know, a serious groove, you know, a little bit of jazz, a lot of soul, a real summer energy, led by Sophie Tolefsbol, mm-hmm. uh, a, a great vocalist. Uh, you know, uh, Rosalie is a song about a woman who is lost. So lost that she ends up uh, washing out to sea in a small boat and can't get back to shore. And it's like, yeah, okay, I can see why you would need some summer and that great <laughs> disco bass line in those circumstances. But metaphorically speaking, all of us have been in the lifeboat uh, throughout the COVID era. So here is a single, uh, Rosalie. Uh, the album is coming out in just a couple of weeks. In the Sun, In the Rain is the album. Here is Fi on Sound Dominions. with Rosalie. I'm going to go to Sheffield, UK, uh, Jim. Actually, this artist is originally from Ghana. Queco of Ghana. That's K-O-G. Okay, I said um, the initials. K. Queco right. of Ghana. Right. And he, uh, he he moved from Ghana about a decade ago to England to study, go to college, get a master's degree. Uh, had been making music in Ghana, obviously, for, for a while as well. 
and and met met up in Sheffield with uh, uh, a bunch of like-minded artists. It sort of mm. sidetracked him from the education route to like, hey, I want to make music with a bunch of people. And he's been in a number of different groups in Sheffield over the last decade. Uh, very prolific. Uh, he formed KOG in the All Star Revolution. Uh, started collaborating with uh, Nubian Twist, another band that I would highly recommend. Sort mm. of a multi-genre, uh, multi-racial group exploring similar areas of music. Um, KOG Queco uh, was uh, very heavily influenced early in his life by Jamaican dub music, mm. uh, re- reggae. Um, but he has morphed um, a bit in, in recent years, starting to absorb more of his native country's ethnic heritage in his music. So he's combining uh, these different styles of music into what he is doing right now. And that's what I'm going to play um, uh, for you here, a single that he just put out called Ayin, uh, that is uh, an example of what this great artist is doing in England. K-O-G with Ayin on Sound Opinions. Today we saw the signs Marginal oppression, the changing of times Shadows creep up the chest with light Revelation is still divided, immobilized The wounds never dried Doses of vanity, every chase is a high The tension is fragile, demands will slide Disengage the rage, knowledge is prime That is KOG with a track called Ayin on Sound Opinions. I was uh, keeping track and making some notes of your contributions. Uh, hopefully you do the same for me. I just had all caps exuberant exclamation <laughs> point. I just I love that Afrobeat, Mr. Yeah, Pat. no, it's, uh, it's, ha- it's uh, upbeat, uh, danceable music, and we need some of that right now. Well, I got a sound that you love as well. Uh, maybe you're even a little jealous I got to this group <laughs> first. Yumi Zuma. Y-U-M-I-Z-O-U-M-A, is a Kiwi pop band, Mm -hmm. uh, New Zealand, right? That great sound, those groups you love. I know you're a huge Chills fan. Uh, That guitar explosion uh, out of uh, New Zealand in the 90s continues to resonate in the indie rock world. Yumi Zuma have been around for some time. Uh, They are about to release their fourth album uh, in, uh, in a couple of weeks as well, called present tense, but they've floated a couple of singles in advance. They have been kicking around uh, from Christchurch, Canterbury, New Zealand since uh, 2014, 2015, when they premiered with a pair of EPs. Um, You know, this is not, this sound has never reinvented the wheel. Mm -hmm. Big chiming guitars, driving drums, and, uh, and you know, wonderful harmony vocals, right? What else is there to say? Hmm. Uh, But they put a spin on it, and at the end of this song, just like at the end of the last one I played, there's some horns that come in, and it just takes things to another level. In the Eyes of Our Love by Yumi Zuma. Eyes of Our Love, 
two guys, two girls, it's a quartet, your kind of thing, right? You know, it, uh, you do hit a sweet spot there, Mr. DeRogatis, that uh, sort of peppy vibe. Yeah. Peppy. I like yeah. that. We <laughs> used that in a while. Yeah. And, then, and, and then the wispy voices over the top, that's kind of that New Zealand thing, yes. you know, and uh, it, it's very cool there. Uh, the next artist I want to play, another artist who uh, has, has a bit of a, a Jamaican dub influence in his music, uh, this one from Puerto Rico, Pachiman is his name. He's released three albums in recent years. So he's got that Puerto Rican vibe, you know, obviously picking up music from his homeland, a little bit of that Jamaican vibe as well. And now he's living in, in, in Los Angeles. And L.A., you know, if, the music scene there is very diverse, multi-ethnic, mm. yeah. you know, uh, and, and picking up some of that and the club influences in his music. Um this is his first new song since the release of his third album, which came out last summer. Uh, so he's gearing up to release something, uh, something uh, longer for him later in the year. This is a collaboration with a Brazilian-American singer named Winter. Mm. Um, and she's got those dreamy vocals over the top, which really fit the laid-back vibe of this song. She's singing in both English and Portuguese. This is All Night Long from Pachiman and Winter on Sound Opinions. from Pachiman on Sound Opinions. I love the mixed language vocal there and that, that just Caribbean lilt. Yeah, it's uh, breezy. Let's get to some tropical islands. Let's go hang out on some beaches, right? Yep. Uh, we want to hear from you, our listeners. Have you got a buried treasure everyone should hear? Let us know in our Facebook group or in our Patreon community. Leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, so we can play it on the show if you are so inclined. Coming up, we share some more buried treasures and... We're going to hear Desert Island Jukebox picks from our guests on Sound Opinions. And we are back. We are going to dig up some more buried treasures. We love doing this music you should hear by artists you probably haven't heard of. And I am up next. I guarantee you haven't heard of these guys, Greg. Def Lingo is from northern Italy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Came together outside uh, Milano, uh, one of my favorite parts of the world that has got this pop-punk sound down. It's exuberant, it's exploding, lo-fi, you know, recorded in the garage. They don't really have much to say. Their recurring theme is uh, alone in the suburbs with nothing to do. And this particular song, Friends, is about their friends who have left the country and moved away. Because, you know, Italy has its challenges, right? But they don't decide on the lyrics until the last minute. So they were actually singing Maro che bu pata e cosa. Right? <laughs> they were singing a chorus that said, holy crap, how good is patate e cose, which is uh, rice, potatoes, and mussels. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And then they decided, well, it should be about something. Let's sing about what we're always singing about, being bored in the suburbs and our friends are, are leaving us. This is just a pure burst of adrenaline. Friends by Deaf Lingo. It's all about. Well, 
Friends by Deaf Lingo. Pop punk. It's a global sound. I was going to say, every, <laughs> every country has a million pop punk bands right now. You and know, it well, used to they be should. So, it used to be so subversive, and now it has become like ubiquitous. Speaking of uh, ubiquitous, I mean, the, the punk and post-punk of the late 70s, early 80s, that has become... Mm a huge influence over the last 40 years, right? It's a genre um, that endures. And yet, we still keep discovering bands from that era that never got the love they properly deserved. This is one of them. So this buried treasure is actually more than 40 years old. Wow. This band from Japan, Aunt Sally, put out one album in its lifetime in 1979. Hmm. Um, it made a little ripple. In fact, the lead singer is perhaps better known than the band itself. Uh, a lead singer by the name of Few. Mm. P-H-E-W. She went on to collaborate with Can, members of Can. Can had obviously dissolved by yeah. that point, but members of Can. Einstrasende, Neubauten, The Raincoats, etc. Revered in, in that sort of underground post-punk scene for her personality, which I could only compare to somebody like Polystyrene of X-Ray Specs, who is the subject of a new documentary, which we're going to talk about on a future show. Forthcoming episode. Another comparison I might make is to Damo Zazuki of mm. Can. That, you know, you can hear some of that influence in what she's doing, but she was definitely one of a kind. I, I will be even a little more reductionist. Having this is is uh, when I said most of your tracks uh, that you picked were really sunny. This is the exception. <laughs> this is Yoko Ono in free form art yeah. noise mode. Oh, it's, wow! I I uh, was blown away when I heard this. Uh, Mesh Key Records uh, did reissue this uh, on vinyl and and on digital platforms in mm. recent months. So. You know, here's an example of a band that came and went and, and left behind one great record yeah. that got forgotten and now, thankfully, has been uh, uh, unburied. And here we have it for, uh, on, on our uh, unburied treasures, let's say. Uh, this is Aunt Sally. Their self-titled debut has been newly reissued, and here is a track from it called Subete Urimono on Sound Opinions. Sally with Subete Urimono uh, from their long buried debut <laughs> album, self titled. You can find it uh, on many streaming platforms That's a great right one. now. That is a great one. Uh, I'm going back down under, uh, Greg, this time to Australia for a quartet called Confidence Man. Uh, this is just sleek, sexy dance music funk. Really great stuff. Uh, based in Melbourne, uh, second album about to come out uh, in April. Tilt is the name of the album, and the track is Feels Like a Different Thing. They seem to have been partying down there, down under, <laughs> uh, through the COVID epidemic. Quote, according to uh, to the group, uh, drinking and singing around a crap 
crappy microphone with Bluetooth speakers at five in the morning. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but then you hear this song, which is about nothing. They said they thought on their first album they were overthinking things and they wanted to be more improvisational, more celebratory. What do you need? Two lyrics, one riff, no fuss. They said that was their guiding principle. And sure enough, this is just a great, uplifting uh, dance record. Mixed by uh, Ewan Pearson, who's worked with Pet Shop Boys mm -hmm. and Jesse Ware. So uh, knows, uh, knows their stuff. Here they are, Confidence Man, Feels Like a Different Thing. Doesn't it, Craig? Well, you know, I, at the house, uh, those chords right out of house music, early house 80s, 101. right? I mean, yeah. it's a pretty classic sound. It still sounds pretty good today. You know, here's another track that um, allegedly signifies nothing. I mean, the, the <laughs> name of the track is This Is Not a Cliche. I'm not even going to pronounce, try to pronounce the French. The artist, if you want to search for this track, is Charlotte Adagire. She is a French born artist of Belgian Caribbean uh, origin. So uh, an exotic kind of series of influences, all of which are peeking through her music. Mm. She's collaborating with an artist named P Bolas Pupul, who has been her collaborator uh, in recent years. Released a series of EPs most recently with Pupul and uh, contributed to a film soundtrack. She's toured with Nana Cherry, who I hear is a, a kindred spirit uh, mm. to her. You can hear the Nana influence in, in a We're lot of what she's doing. fans of Miss Cherry, both of us. Absolutely. And this song, uh, even though it's a, it says it's this is not a cliche, what she's doing singing about in this song, she's just, you know, she would be listening to pop music and going, listen to the cliches in these lyrics. And essentially, this is like a laundry list of every pop cliche <laughs> you could name. And, you know, it sort of winds them up in the chorus as well. I love the tongue-in-cheek attitude behind the song, but most of all, I just love the groove. Um, this is Charlotte Adagieri with Bose Pupul on a track called This Is Not a Cliche on Sound Opinions. I was walking down the street When I woke up early this morning I said, hey, Mr. DJ Ain't got no money with This Is Not a Cliché on Sound Opinions. More great neo-soul stuff there, Greg, I think. Uh, I'm going to London now to highlight Pink 
Pantheress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little less buried than some of the artists we're talking about in that she just released late last year her uh, major label debut album. She's going to be touring the U.S. for the first time, uh, sometimes on her own, sometimes opening for Halsey uh, this spring. And she was a viral TikTok star in December 2020. A young woman raised in Bath was a huge, as befits many teenagers, a huge My Chemical Romance Paramore Green Day fan, and then uh, settled into more of a bedroom dance pop thing. Those early TikTok tracks uh, really turned some heads, because this is a sort of millennial, uh, younger uh, generation version of Lily Allen, Mm -hmm. which has got the snark in the response to pain, but winds up, everything she sings winds up sounding celebratory, (laughs) you know? And then you look at the lyrics, So this song, you know, is called Pain, and yet it's really, uh, you know, uplifting and and danceable, and it's it's catchy as heck. And then you look what she's singing about. It's 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm entering my bed. Had a few dreams about you. I can't (laughs) tell you what we did. I expected to see you on your morning run again. I shouldn't be watching every time I feel the pain. And then it's la, 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 you know. And you got to love an artist who, uh, uh, partly inspired by the classic Pink Panther movies, and partly inspired by game show. She was watching game show one night, and uh, the winning answer was, what is the name for a female panther? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. So she decided (laughs) Pink Pantheress. Here she is with the track Pain. Pain. I love that. Mr. DeRigatis, go to the clubs here with these uh, recent selections. Every one of these could be like something you'd hear at a, you know, chic boutique type club. You well, know? you know, again, it's 10 degrees. There's uh, another <laughs> six inches of snow on the ground. I, I want to escape to the dance floor. Well, I don't want to get left behind. I'm going to go to the dance floor again, too. Um, you know, you mentioned Green Velvet as one of your uh, Desert Island jukebox I did picks, on the bonus podcast. Which I waxed rhapsodic. I, I love to hear that uh, percolator being revived and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Green Velvet uh, justifiably getting props, not only from you, but from listeners who are discovering this artist. He's been around, as you mentioned, for, for 30 years. I mean, yeah. he's been doing great tracks out of Chicago, Curtis Jones, one of the second wave of great house uh, artists uh, in Chicago. People know him as Cashmere. They know him as Green Velvet. They, you know, his given name is Curtis Jones. And we were speculating, what's he been up to? You know, yeah, where, didn't have where a, is this Didn't have a good now. answer. Yeah. So, I, of course, I was like, I had to find out, find out <laughs> what is Curtis doing lately? You mean me, the professor, gave yeah. you homework? You, you did. I like that. You did. And I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised and pleased to find that uh, Curtis has been putting out some pretty good tracks in recent years. There was a lull there mm. where he wasn't doing a whole lot. But lately, he's been putting out one great track after another. There's a track from last year called Thoughts that was sort of this interior psychodrama. The contrasting textures, the polyrhythms uh, getting you on the dance floor while he's going through this kind of psychodrama in his head uh, over the top. And uh, this is sort of a, a similar kind of vibe, but in a very different way. It's uh, called My Cherie, and he's basing this on an interpolation of that Stevie Wonder 
1969 hit My Sharia Moore. Mm, mm. My Sharia Moore was a nice, sunny love song, a ballad. And of course, yeah. Curtis Green oh, Velvet no, no, cannot no. do, he doesn't do sunny. You know, it's kind of like everything's <laughs> twisted. We're yeah. going to do something a little darker than that. So, of course, it turns dark and sinister. But then he's got that tumbling drum pattern that mm-hmm. sort of, you know, pulls you in. Then the sinister vocal over the top. And I'm thinking, man, if Suicide were still around, this is the kind of music they'd be making now. That you was, know? I was really struck by the drums because, you know, he has moved far from house into a kind of mm-hmm. futuristic EDM rhythm. Yeah, I mean, it's a new turf for him. He sounds so, you know, now. It's yeah. not nostalgia no. for, for, for Curtis Jones. It is very much of the now, and this sounds terrific to me. Green Velvet uh, interpreting My Sherry Amour. He calls it My Sherry on Sound Opinions. Let me tell you about my Sherry. She's very hot, oh so sexy. All the things she does for me makes me laugh and want to sing. My Sherry, come on. My Sherry, come on. My Sherry from the great. Green Velvet. Yes, he is very active, still producing great stuff. Uh, I was I was encouraging to hear that, Greg. And uh, I'm going to wrap up with my last pick, uh, but I may add another one on the bonus podcast. Uh, Mir is the name of the band. M-E-A-R. And it is really uh, one extraordinary uh, front person, Francis Grace Miller, working with, I didn't mean to slight uh, her collaborator, uh, Greg Harrison. He's an electronic composer. She's the singer-songwriter. They met uh, while working together at Massey Hall, you know, one of Toronto's great rock venues. Great city, Mm -hmm. uh, great venue. And they began making music uh, together a couple of years ago, electronic recordings that uh, really benefit from uh, Frances Grace Miller's uh, vocals. I I think it's it's Kate Bush territory. Mm -hmm. Her songwriting is that sophisticated. The vocals are that powerful. Uh, The first full-length album from this duo is coming in April. I'm excited about it. It's called Soft Chains, but this track, The Order, is absolutely killer. Long before we were all worried about COVID, uh, in the mid-2000s, Frances uh, suffered a a chronic viral infection that left her with serious health problems. Uh, She writes, I I couldn't read for more than a few minutes a day. A short walk around the block uh, could leave me bedridden. This song was an attempt to voice some of the pain and loneliness of that, of not understanding what was happening to me. Uh, That disconnect of your body and your body suddenly becomes your enemy. I think that's what this song is about. So uh, as the duo uh, they record as Mir, M-E-A-R, this is The Order on Sound Opinions. Nothing's right and nothing's wrong.
Wow, uh, heavy stuff. Uh, I saved I saved my heaviest bless for less. But there's moments of beauty in there too. The order by Mir. I love that track. That is my favorite buried my treasure treasures? of yours that you played. Yes, well, I, I, I really well, love that you. one. And uh, that uh, kind of a nice way to wrap up your segment, Jim. And I want to wrap up my segment by another blast from the past here, uh, Leo Nocentelli. If you are a funk aficionado, you know that name, the the great guitarist in the meters, that great New Orleans mm. uh, group that invented funk for all intents and purposes. One of the key architects, Especially with sure. that New Orleans vibe, right? Yes. Um, you know, one of the great bands of all time. It's a long-lost uh, record that you know, Leo made in the early 70s while he was still riding high with the meters. So this is a really a left turn for him. This sound kind of pays homage to that jazz sensibility that he had. Uh, he calls it his country and western album, which I thought was a, <laughs> said somewhat tongue-in-cheek because it's obviously not country mm. and western. But I do hear country soul in here. This is yeah. kind of more of an approach that uh, mirrors that sort of um, vibe that Bill Withers had during this era. You uh, know, that, And when you have Leo Nocentelli playing guitar and singing in kind of a cool, mellow voice over the top, and then you've got Alan Toussaint. Mm. on keyboards on this track just listen to that meld that those two guys come up with it's a very quiet kind of subdued record if you're thinking meters if you're thinking funk you may be disappointed but i find myself hypnotically drawn in uh by this record and as i said he made it in the 70s never came out in its time finally they discovered the tapes Mm. um in in some vault in los angeles in recent years and put it out and lo and behold here's a here's another side of leono chantelli that we have not heard before so it's a real gift the name of the album is another side here's a track called riverfront from leono chantelli on sound opinions well 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 i wake up early in the morning you just never day looking forward to friday that's when i get my pay I walk to work every morning, cause I ain't got no car. Getting what I want is so close, yet it seems so far. Working on a river, front ain't easy, but it's gonna have to do. It's gonna have to do. Leo Nocentelli of The Meters with his solo debut album that has not been released until now recorded in the early 70s and finally released in in recent months so uh what a gift to the world a long delayed debut do you have a buried treasure we need to hear leave a voice message on our website soundopinions.org or tell other listeners about it in our facebook group when we come back guest desert island jukebox picks and listener calls that's in a minute on sound opinions Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott. He's Jim DeRogatis. This week, we're sharing some of our esteemed guests' Desert Island jukebox picks. Let's start with one of our favorite recent artists, Adia Victoria. We both loved Adia's 2021 album, A Southern Gothic, and we were curious to know what album she would bring with her if she were ever stranded on a desert island. I'm going back south, down to Carolina. I'm gonna plant myself under a magnolia. I'm gonna let that dirt do its work. I'm gonna plant my 
I would take Fiona Apple's The Idler Wheel. You know, I would just, um, I would need that permission to expand within myself. And she's someone who, who goes inward and finds new crevices and cracks and, and um, nooks and crannies within her own psyche. And that's what I would need if I was somewhere stranded. I would need to be able to find infinity within my own skin. And that's what Fiona does very well. Never sing nights of fight with my one of those artists that you I think if, if I if I remember correctly you, you discovered her when you started branching out into non uh into, into secular music right you were starting to listen to that more regularly yeah I, that I right? got into Fiona when I was 15 um in high school one of my friends introduced me to her and um I got into her the same time I started smoking cigarettes <laughs> and skipping school <laughs> You know, I was like, <laughs> a bad influence. Yeah. Well, they, you know, and she's she. What was the song? I'm a bad, bad girl. With you, what she was yeah. like. And I, I think Fiona's great. Have you ever met her? Ever talked to her? I've not. I, I have not. I mean, it's so weird because we're both like super introverted. I don't know how much talking would be going on. We probably just like sniff each other's hair <laughs> or something. I don't know. I think that'd make a heck of a podcast episode. Oh yeah, idea. yeah. <laughs> she's she surprisingly. Um, conversational i mean she's she's got a lot of things to say i think if if you get if you get her in the room with the right person like yourself i think you guys would hit it off Uh, famously it's interesting you mentioned her but she's there's there's a lot of uh a lot of fiona and idea and idea and fiona so i think you guys can get along well yeah she's like my musical big sister i adore her there you go That was Adia Victoria with her selection for the Desert Island Jukebox, Fiona Apple's The Idler Wheel. Next up, we've got a special treat for listeners. Last fall, we were supposed to do a live event with Lucy Dacus, but it got canceled due to COVID, the recurring theme, right? We finally got a chance to talk to her over Zoom, and we'll be airing that segment in a few weeks. It was a great interview, but right now, let's hear what singer-songwriter Lucy Dacus wants to bring to the desert island. In the summer of 07, I was sure I'd go to heaven, but I was hedging my bets at VPS. So... There's a record that was released recently, but made a long time ago by Molly Drake, Nick Drake's mom. Oh, wow. And it's her songs and poetry. And I have just been listening to the song I Remember over and over. Just the writing of that song makes me unhinged. It's so good. I remember firelight. I remember firelight. I remember firelight. I've I've heard and read the Drake biographies that his mother was, uh, you know, uh, recording and writing songs and singing, and so so there's actually now that's out. Yeah, let me actually because you asked for a name, I'm going to look up the name of it. 
The Tide's Magnificence, hmm. Songs and Poems of Molly Drake. Oh, yeah. Wow. Do you hear any of what uh, uh, Nick would become on those three brilliant albums in, in Mom? Yes, absolutely. It's really, it's very special to be familiar with his work and then hear his mother's work and notice the similarities and uh, it's just really tender. Mm. Mm -hmm. I mean, his stuff is just so immortal, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, it's timeless. So it written on a so it say about Nick Drake. Do you know his sister, what her career was? No. Gabrielle Drake was a, a, a British, like, B-movie star. Oh, yeah. A lot oh. of, like, semi-dressed yeah, uh, horror yeah. movies. Oh. And and she was in, this is how the Brits pronounced it, that, that, that series UFO? Mm-hmm. UFO. She okay. was the one with the purple bob wig. Huh. That is a fun uh, fact. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I stumbled across it on Instagram or something. Like, Nick's sister, Gabrielle, from the UFOs. I'm like, what? That can't be. And then, you know, you Wikipedia and IMDb it, and well, sure enough. She's also been awesome. Nick's biggest advocate, you know. Well, post, she, uh, you know, she sold the song to Volkswagen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in some ways that maybe helped Nick more than anything, right? I don't know. Well, yeah. it's, there's, that's great debate. I mean, he records, you know, Pink Moon while he's... He, he's so depressed he can't stand up in the recording studio. Right. Yeah. You know, in darkness and and I mean it's a it's I think it's him searching for a lifeline. You look at the lyrics in Road, I will take a road that'll see me through. He's like trying to convince himself. You can say the sun is shining if you really want to. I can see the moon and it seems so clear. You can take a road that takes you to the stars. Now I can take a road that'll see me through. I can yeah. Dead. Are you hearing yeah. that darkness in uh, Molly's um, poems and, and lyrics? Yeah, Lucy? it's very dark. There's this, the, that song, I Remember, the crux of all the verses, you'll, I mean, you should listen to it, but she's describing these memories with another person. And there's like, I remember firelight, I remember firelight, and you remember smoke. And I remember willow trees, I remember willow trees, you remember gnats. Like she has all these beautiful memories and the other person just only sees the ugly side of everything. And mm -hmm. she ends the song with like, when I thought that we were, we, we were you and me, Yeah, which mm. breaks my heart. Yeah. <laughs> that line yeah. is so brutal. I remember having fun to happy hearts that beat as one when I had thought that we So, so Lucy, you love covers. Are you going to cover this? I thought about it. I, I mean, yeah. If I, if I find the time, I would love to cover that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for the, thanks for the shout out there because yeah. that's um, I didn't I, I I knew of her, but um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna seek that out now. Yeah. Interesting stuff. That is Molly Drake, the Desert Island jukebox pick of Lucy Dacus, whose 2021 album Home Video we also loved. 
We can't wait until listeners hear the rest of the interview with Lucy, but uh, it was a fun one. I got to tell you, she was in fine form. And uh, now we're going to pivot to producer Andrew Gill's conversation on our bonus podcast with John Darneal of the Mountain Goats, where he shares the music he couldn't live without on a desert island. I hope that our few remaining friends give up on trying to save us. I hope we come up with a fail-safe plot to set off the dumb few that forgave us. So I have a super cute answer you'll just hate to death. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it would be something I haven't heard yet, right? It would, that's what I would do. I would not take something that I, that I already know because if I'm only going to have one album to listen to, right? if I take something I've already gotten to know, then when I go to my desert island, I don't get to have the most vital experience I think you have with music is, is experiencing it for the first time, right? That, that's the, we're always looking for new stuff if we're music fans, right? So it's what we love to do is hear something we didn't know. So, I mean, I would probably have somebody else pick it for me and say, what, Hey, I'm being banished this desert island. I deserve it. And I'm glad to go and, 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 uh, and pick something out for me. And then, and then, and then, you know, if like, if the whole thing was a cosmic trick being played on me, it would be like, you know, somebody my age would pick it for me. And it would turn out to be like one of the 10 that they're always listing when authors get asked for their favorite records is like Remain in Light or something, which I like fine, but I don't ever have to hear it again. It's like, I'm tired of hearing people my age talk about Marquee Moon and Remain in Light. <laughs> and, so, and you've already heard it. You've already heard it. Yeah. Though, so that's, if they pick uh, something I hadn't heard, I mean, it's like, so I haven't heard much more music than I have heard, right? And I wonder what, you know, I mean, then I would have an interesting conversation with, with whoever had been my designated picker, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I did write, I don't know if you ever, if you did you see that uh, book Marooned? There was the sequel to Stranded. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I actually wrote a Desert Island piece for that on, uh, nice. on a, a, a trilogy of CDs of Dionne Warwick's 80s work, right? Um, and that was a pretty solid choice. Okay. Um, but just to just to engage mm-hmm. the question in a less cute way than something you haven't heard. I know I'll never love this way again. So I keep holding on before the good is gone. try and pick something I mean it would still have to be something I haven't known that long is the thing I don't want to take um, you know I don't want to take one of my favorite records because I know those records really well you know it's like I already I haven't exhausted mm-hmm. them but they'll run thin much faster than something I'm still getting to know I mean I'm going to be on a desert island I'm probably going to I always think about these things really really uh, practical it's like, I'm probably not going to live long on a desert island right I've only yeah, probably, probably got a month or two before <laughs> I, I die of something Right. And so, so, uh, so should I bring some house music? You know, I mean, I think about this too, is like this question leans in on the album so hard, but I might say, well, like, look, I know, um, you know, I can go find some four hour mix of something, you know, of house music or something and, and take that to the Island. That'll be pretty good. Um, but having said all that, maybe night wishes, Wishmaster. it's a power metal record from 2001, I think. And, uh, all right, nice. uh and, nice. uh, and I, I, I can see, I can see being happy. Nice. 
<laughs> right. I mean, you were a huge connoisseur of, uh, you know, death metal as well as uh, mid eighties, you know, uh, Christian contemporary music. So, well, and power metal uh, is the thing. I mean, kind of, so Nightwish power is power metal, metal right, okay. which I'm kind of into right now is that what's funny is like, you know, returning to the world somewhat, you know, and, uh, and I haven't, I haven't been to a show that I didn't play in what, two years, three years. I think the last show I saw may have been inter arma in, um, in Sweden in November, 2019. You know, I think it's the last time I actually saw a show that wasn't a Mountain Goat mm. show. You know, uh, I mean, I, I got, well, wow. I, I got to tour with Mac McCon though. So I saw Mac every night for a while. That was real cool. Yeah, right, um, right. I got to see him sound check 100,000 Fireflies in Woodstock. That was incredible. Oh, um, I love it. Love oh, it. Oh, dude, it was so good. <laughs> I, I, I came running yeah. from the dressing room to, to watch. Um, but, uh, oh, but there's a festival called Prague Power that usually take, is, is a U.S., I don't know if you know about European metal festivals, but they're huge. Like they still attract right, 30, right. 40,000 people for these week long mm -hmm. whacking, you know, in Germany. I've never been to any of these. The only metal festival I've been to is a Maryland death fest. Uh, no, no, wait, I went to a decibel fest uh, too. And that was good up in Philadelphia, but, mm -hmm. but I haven't, you know, a lot of metal fans travel to see these and I never have, but I, I was mm -hmm. in 2019, I was starting to go, Hey, maybe I'll start to travel. We'll see, you know, see some of these bands that I like before, uh, you know, maybe, maybe go to Roadburn or something like that. But Prague Power was high on my list, right? Because mm -hmm. I like power metal. I don't know a lot of people who do, um, but uh, but I really do. And Prague Power is uh, is all these power metal bands, bands like Camelot, bands I mean, Nightwish doesn't play, but Leaves Eyes, you know, um, uh, uh, Frozen Crown, this uh, mm -hmm. uh, Italian power metal band I really like. But where is Prague Power held? Well, naturally, it's in Florida, which is the only place where any American uh, <laughs> power metal bands have any purchase, and you know. I mean, right now, with the way infection right. rates and mandates are going, I can't see going to a festival in Florida. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, like, no, like, no, I, no. I love yeah. the state of Florida and its people, but uh, yeah. but yeah. I'm not going to Prague Power until we get all this stuff yeah. sorted out. <laughs> John Darnielle of the Mountain Goats, always a vastly entertaining and fun fellow to talk to. And he's bending the rules there. He gives us a <laughs> potpourri of picks, but that's okay. He's John Darnielle. Thanks again to our guests on Sound Opinions for sharing their Desert Island jukebox choices. And now we're going to hear from some of you, our listeners. New messages. This is Dave. I'm from Massachusetts. I'm a big fan of Sound Opinions and also of John Prine. My favorite John Prine song is from his self-titled debut. It's called Far From Me. And the sky is black and still now on the hill. Just like a diamond ring. I love how he starts off each verse with a very concrete image. Like I leaned on my left leg in the parking lot dirt. And then at the end of each verse, he just hits you with this hammer shot from the interior of a decaying relationship. I think it's great. And it shows his genius. At no point does he use a word a third grader couldn't understand but he still makes you feel a lot. Thanks guys, bye. This is Michael from Chicago. I really enjoyed the John Prine episode. My favorite John Prine song that wasn't mentioned was uh, Please Don't Bury Me. It's virtually a public service announcement advocating organ donation with helpful suggestions such as 
Venus de Milo can have my arms. Look out, I got your nose. Keep them coming, guys. Please don't bury me down in the cold, cold ground. No, I'm gonna have them cut me up and pass me all around. For my brain and a hurricane and the blind can have my eyes. And the deaf can take both of my ears if they don't mind the sound. Hi guys, Diego calling from Yokohama, Japan. Um, I've been listening to the show for many years um, on the Apple Podcasts. Just calling in with regards to John Prine. Thank you very much for that episode.、Uh, it's always great to hear his music. I just wanted to share a funny story. He was touring Australia a couple of years back, and because I live in Japan, I couldn't go. But I bought a ticket for my mum. And, and although she'd never heard the guy, I, I said to her, Look, just go, and the ticket will be waiting for you there. Just go for me. I'm sure you'll enjoy the show. So she went. She loved it. She said he was a really warm guy. He made the crowd laugh, and, and the tunes were, were awesome. And whenever I listen to his tunes now, they always make me laugh a little. They make me feel very warm. It, he just seems like he was a very personable guy. And, and it's great that you've given him extra exposure because he's a real poet and, and a big loss for us all. So thank you very much, guys. Hey, Greg and Jim. This is Gary from Lake Bluff. I really enjoyed your、uh, album dissection of John Prine's first record. Somebody once said that a great song is three chords in the truth. I would suggest you check out Lake Marie. Eight or nine minutes of three chords, but it's masterful. It's gothic and creepy and deep. Altogether, a brilliant song. So, thanks again for the great show. No more messages. Thanks, everyone、uh, who sent their opinions. We love chatting with our listeners, hearing what's on their minds. To be featured on the show, leave a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org. Mr. Cott, what do we got on the show next week? Jim, next week we are going to talk about a sort of a subset of,、uh, of music, vocalizing. Most、mm. people think of singing when they think of vocalizing. What about singers who talk through a song? Can't、uh, sing, so they speak their way through a tune. Speak singing vocals. We're going to pick some of our favorite tracks by speak singing vocalists. Maybe there'd even be hope for you and me if we <laughs> ever make a recording. For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to Sound Opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. Sound Opinions is produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our intern, Mary Bernthal. Our social media consultant is Katie Cott. 